think you've lived before? My client Lori feels a strong connection to both Scotland and Hawaii. I'm going to reveal her past lives in both places as she allows me to be her tour guide through time to better understand her life today. And after the reading, I'm going to share some clues for you to discover some of your past lives without any hypnosis at all. So stay tuned. This is Ronnie Ann Ryan, intuitive coach, and welcome to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. In this show, we'll talk about mystical methods, spiritual practices, and magic to grow spiritually, live well, and maybe find love. Open your heart, expand your mind, connect with spirit, and embrace the magic that is all around you. May good fortune come to all those who listen to the Breathe, Love, and Magic podcast. And now, on with the show. First, I want to thank my client, Lori, who is willing to let me record her past life session for the podcast. Thank you so much, Lori. She has a lot of questions about travel. She's really interested in Scotland and Hawaii and feels drawn to those places, which are kind of at opposite ends of the earth, practically. We look at a bunch of her lives in Scotland, which seem to be more recent in nature. She's very connected to the land there, but also there's a thread of romance running through multiple lives in Scotland. Lori also has a series of very interesting lives in Hawaii, and those lives are much older, known history. She came from Lemuria, which was in the Pacific, an ancient civilization on Earth, about the same time as Atlantis, I think, although Atlantis was believed to be in the Atlantic Ocean. Anyway, they were both supposed to be very advanced spiritual civilizations. There are also threads of all of these lives with her connection to land, spirituality, and being open to the spirits of the land. Also, I couldn't remember the name of an author that happens later in the reading, but I can tell you now it's Tannis Helliwell, H-E-L-L-I-W-E-L-L. And she wrote a series of books, but the two that I'm thinking about here are Summer with the Leprechauns and High Beings of Hawaii. So here we go. I hope you enjoy. Lori, hi. You have a question about travel ideas? Yeah, I have been drawn to Hawaii in in more recent years, but always, as long as I can remember, to Scotland. I mean, even in the books that I read, they are like historical romance and stuff like that. They're always the ones that are based in Scotland. Okay. I don't know if there's some kind of a past something. I don't know. Well, let's find out. You were in Scotland many times. And I have found this in doing this work that people often live more than one life in a particular place or in a general area. Sometimes you're working on a particular lesson. And so you keep going back because the familiarity to your soul makes other things easier rather than everything being super brand new. So you were there several times. Well, I see. I definitely see you as a woman, long skirt, your head over heels in love with a guy. I feel like you had like one of your greatest loves ever was in Scotland. Hence the romance novel, you know, being drawn to that makes sense, right? So I, I finally said, what is this? So I heard 1700s. You know, there was a lot of war. You were doing fine. You were in love. You had this man in your life. Do you have a man in your life now? No. I think he's in this life too. Well, can I tell you something? Yeah. My guides have been telling me about this man. They, they call him blue because supposedly he has these incredibly blue, blue, blue eyes. 
He is supposed to be like six foot three or six foot four. And he has an accent like Scottish or Irish or Australian, something like that, even a British one, something like that. Okay. I mean, they've been telling me about him for years. That's fine. And yeah. Well, you better get your butt over to Scotland, girl. <laughs> All right. So let's just see. Um, so you were, you were living a happy life together. You definitely were married. You had family and there was a war. I don't know my Scottish history, so I can't tell you, but I don't know if you got pressed into service. I don't know if it was the revolutionary war that you, you know, that your man participated in, but you did lose him in the war. And so you always feel drawn back to that place where you had so much happiness, so much love. You loved the countryside. You loved the place you lived. You loved your children, your home, the whole thing. You lived a happy life. Even though all the circumstances weren't ideal by any means, it was just one of those lives where you were happy and content most of the time until you know you lost him, which was uh, obviously very sad. But I want to go back further. Well, it's another piece of that is that there's a specific place. I've never been there. So I have no, I don't know anything about it other than what I've read in these books. The Isle of Skye, that is the place that I am the most drawn to. Huh. I, I actually, I think I just read a, um, a novel about the Isle of Skye, Salt oh, and Sky or something like that. That's funny. <laughs> I've read a lot of uh, Scottish stuff too. It's interesting. A lot of the Highland stuff. The Isle of Skye is, uh, has, you know, Scotland has rugged terrain and the Isle of Skye is very rugged. And there's some dangerous places in terms of, you know, rocks falling into the water and unstable edges of cliffs and stuff like that. So I don't think it's a, it's not a big place either. So it, it's probably a, a rather small community where there's a lot of eyes on you. Everybody knows mm -hmm. everybody's business. And it almost feels like you were not born there, but you came to be there somehow. That wasn't necessarily easy because since everybody knows everybody there, now you are the stranger, which makes you feel like all eyes are really on you all the time. Even worse, you had an aunt there. You went to live with your aunt. So how old were you? 17. So it wasn't an easy life there, but there was a lot of magic there for you. And so you had a lot of, we'll call it magical encounters with the land, the nature spirits, <laughs> and you had a legacy of being involved in this kind of things from your family, but I don't think your aunt was very open to this sort of thing. So you couldn't really talk to her about it, but you also needed help. And, you know, you had to be very careful how you asked around about it, but I feel like this was a very magical life. And so you, it looks like you, to me, you found, we'll call her a wise woman. Uh, you know, she doesn't strike me as typical witchy, but, you know, definitely knowledge of the land and herbs and, and magic of some sorts, healing but ceremonies and other things. So you had some knowledge that you really learned from her. And it was tough because you really learned a lot and you were very good at doing healing work and that kind of thing. But 
people were suspicious of you. For one, you weren't born there. And two, now you're getting involved in the healing arts and everything. And you're not being a good, you know, considered a good Christian, so to speak. And they, when they needed you, then they were open to what you could offer and what this other woman could offer because they needed you. They needed to be healed. They needed help. They, their health was at risk or whatever. Sometimes they came to you for other things as well, though. And, but it was, it was hard because a lot of times they weren't that friendly when they saw you out and about. So they, the people didn't treat you in a consistent way. It feels like they were, you know, you were an outsider and they just didn't, they just didn't, not many people cut you a break. I see somebody bringing you flowers, somebody baking something for you. So some people were kind, but I don't think it was easy. I'm trying to see what the point is. Like, did you have a lesson there or what's going on? Okay, so you've probably been a healer in many lifetimes. And this, does that sit with you? Oh, yeah. Yep. Okay. So this was yet another one of your healing lives. So when is this? Could be, you could have had a succession of lives. Boom, boom, boom. Like, you know, every hundred years you showed up there again. So it could have been. I don't know, 1500, 1600. I'm not sure. It could have been 15 is what resonates the strongest with me. 1500s. Okay. okay. So that's what was going on. And, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily easy. And I think sometimes you were lonely. Oh, I think you might've had a secret love. I think that's what's going on. You had a secret love because he was somebody else's man. That didn't make things easy for you either. You might've had a really strong connection with the same guy <laughs> in another lifetime. That's really funny. Let me see if there's anything else about that. I don't remember what time when Mel Gibson was in that movie about Braveheart, but yeah. you lived then as well in Scotland. And you were definitely, even though you, you, again, I think you were a woman again, but you definitely supported the resistance. I'm not sure what you did because it would be unusual for a woman to be involved in that, but you were. That wouldn't surprise me at all. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it feels like you have deep roots and for many reasons, for love, for magic and for politics. And you're very connected to the earth there. And I think that's why more than anything it caused to you. I mean, yes, you've had deep love there and everything, but I think it's actually the land that calls that's calling you home because you had a number of lives there successively and you were involved with you know living close to the earth as people did then but also because you were involved in the healing arts and and some magic and stuff that that is what's really calling you is the the spirits of the earth and the nature spirits of the area are really calling to you do you have connection to nature spirits that's what it feels like I you know although I have connected to trees and and things like that and I was always very 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 connected to my house plants and stuff I've never actually encountered a nature spirit per se but that it certainly resonates for me that that's right and it's funny because before this the pandemic and all this stuff I was guided to make sure that my son and I had passports ready to go. So huh. I've, you know, got our passports like, I don't know, a year or so ago. Just, I don't know. Very interesting. Well, 
I had an experience where I was working with this woman who was a magic coach and she had some different lessons. And one of them was to connect with a plant from outside. And so I connected with dandelion and I saw her in my mind's eye. Then I drew a picture of her. So I encourage you to, and who knows, you know, it's just, you know, who can say, but I encourage you to pick an out, you know, something from outdoors, a plant of some kind. You might, maybe it's an herb, maybe it's something you plant, maybe it's something that's already in your yard and set the intention to connect with it. And I think you're going to be surprised Mm. uh, about what you get because this is, it's absolutely natural for you. So a whole world could open up and it might not be that they come dancing before your eyes or that you see them with your open eyes or anything like that. But that doesn't mean you won't connect with them. You might hear them. You might see them. You might feel them. I don't really know, but you absolutely can and will connect with them. So let's just look briefly at Hawaii because that's the other opposite end of the world, right? Yeah. So what's, what is that about? First thing I heard was that when Lemuria was not doing well, you did escape to Hawaii. You know, you probably did some island hopping from wherever Lemuria was in the Pacific to, to you ended up in Hawaii. I think at that time, there was probably more land than Hawaii has now because some of it's underwater. So you were very, <laughs> you were very happy to land there. That's for sure. And it was good environment. It was healthy. There were some indigenous people, but didn't pose a problem. It seems like you came with a group and you're all intermingled and intermarried. And uh, so in your lineage, in terms of, you know, your spiritual history, you definitely have that Lemurian and that Hawaiian Polynesian kind of energy. So have you been to Hawaii? Nope. Nope. No, I haven't been too many places ever, but I do, uh, it's funny though, that there, it's not just Hawaii, it's things about Hawaii. Like, I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Ho'oponopono. Oh yeah. It's, um, yeah, I mean, using, yeah. And using that and, and doing that whole thing. I mean, I don't know, just certain things like that, that are from Hawaii I'm drawn to. Yeah. I mean, was, so that comes from their natural way their spiritual practice of dealing with life and the world and how, you know, they did that every day to keep everything calm and civil and let go of stuff. So they didn't hold on to stuff. And it's such a paradise. That was partly how they kept the paradise. It kept it civil and nice there. You also lived with, there was some Polynesian tribes and I cannot remember who they are right now. It's not coming to me. Bora Bora. They were some cannibals. They did it as a ritualistic thing, which is a little fearsome. Mm-hmm. It almost feels like you stopped there on your way. You were happy to leave there as you continued on your way. There are probably are some native foods there that would really appeal to you as well that you have in your history. And you're, you know, you have a connection to water. Do you feel that? Yeah, I, I've always felt that, although at the same time, I have almost drowned three times in this lifetime. Wow. And so, yeah, anything, if I don't know how, if I don't know the depth, I won't go in it. 
Oh yeah, I don't blame is, you after that, after that experience. All right, so let's look at what that's about for you because that's very significant. Well, sailing through from like the Polynesian islands and over to Hawaii or whatever, you know, it's all very nice until there's a big storm. And certainly there can be some really big storms. So I definitely see you. You probably did drown in one life for sure. Yep, I've and always felt that. The So it could be around the islands, but it could also be Scotland because that's around water too. And you might've had a life that ended in the water in Scotland as well. So let me just get back to Hawaii for a minute. You know, you lived a very, you lived a couple of very spiritual lives in Hawaii as well. Oh, okay. And so you were a shaman, but also there are little people who live in Hawaii. I don't remember their name, but you definitely interacted with those people. I can't, with, can't remember what they're called. Ma. I don't remember money. I don't remember. But anyway, there's, it's, you know, you can't see them. They're not physical. They're in the metaphysical spiritual realm or whatever. And okay, there's um, a woman named Tannis Helliwell is the author. I think she wrote my year with the leprechaun, but she just wrote a book about the little people in Hawaii. So my bet is you would really enjoy reading about that. And so you, that was another time where you worked close to the earth and you actually, because you left Lemuria, you were doing healing work for the earth and the land in Hawaii. There was some concern that what happened uh, in Lemuria could happen in the other places too. And so you worked with the spirits and worked to work on mother earth and give your energy to mother earth and help the land and do whatever you could to keep the gods at bay, smooth things over. And there's a goddess of the volcano too, of course. I, I was just going to say that as you were talking, I literally saw myself in this huge circle at the base of a volcano and it was glowing red. So there was something about that. And then you said, in the volcano. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, you know, because of the volcanoes there, the land can feel unstable. And so one of your, in one of your lifetimes, you definitely were dedicated to the goddess of the volcano, Pele, Pele, the goddess of the um, vol yes. volcano. And so that wasn't, I, I don't know. You, I think you could have been sacrificed to Pele, to be honest with you, and thrown into the volcano. But if that is, then you had more than one life doing that kind of stuff in Hawaii. So again, it's about the land. That's really interesting because a lot of your lives have been, we'll call it, you know, spiritual or magical related to the land and the spirits of the land. So that is a deep root for you in your spirituality. So that could definitely come alive again, because it is so familiar that if you just set the intention, it'll all, it'll come back to you. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, I know what I'm adding to my meditation then tonight, because it's, it's something that it's, it's been so strong, you know, and it's, it's a couple of years with this now. Well, the Hawaii thing anyway, but like I said, the Scotland thing, that's, I mean, literally I was a teenager, you know, that's as, as long as I can remember reading novels, which I've always done. And I especially love the romance ones, but they were, 
I mean, I was, you know, talking 40 plus years, you know. <laughs> well, you better get your butt over there then. As soon as things seem quiet enough, go, mm -hmm. because the land is calling you, you know? Yeah. Well, I was kind of hoping that my guy was going to be the person that was actually from there. And so I would end up, you know, going there with him regardless. Oh, I you know? see. Yeah. Don't wait for that. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just saying it was, it would be nice. Be if nice. That was the case, it would be, you know? but what if you meet somebody over there? Or what if you meet somebody because of going over there or, you know, who yep. knows? There's no way to know. Right. You know, so you just have to put one foot in front of the other and you need to go. You need to go to Scotland more right now than you need to go to Hawaii. Not that you shouldn't go to Hawaii because I've been to Hawaii and it's awesome. It's completely, yeah. but the land of Scotland is calling you a lot more. I feel like what's happened is whatever went on in Hawaii is far more resolved than what went on in Scotland. Maybe because it's so much older. Mm-hmm where the lives that you've led in Scotland are, are newer. And obviously you're an incredibly old soul if you were in Lemuria, like according to Edgar Cayce, more than, it's at least 12,000 years ago, Lemuria. I mean, I think it was around the same time Atlantis. So it's at least, they say the last time Atlantis went down was 12,000 years ago. So I'm thinking, I don't know if Lemuria went down at the same time or not, but it's at least 12,000 years. So that's a long time mm -hmm. ago compared to the 1500s which is only right. 500 years ago. So that's why I think the call from Scotland is so much stronger because there's more that's unresolved there that's fresher in your mind or in your spirit or whatever. So, mm -hmm. so I encourage you to connect with the nature spirits because I think there's a lot of learning, but there's a lot of pleasure and joy in connecting with the land. And there, you know, there are they call them overlighting angels of the land. So there's angels of the land and there's nature spirits. There's both. The nature spirits are more related to getting things to grow. And the divas, there are divas related to the actual plants, you know, the plant kingdom. There's a lot there. I'm not sure what you're going to uncover, but I feel you, you might uncover all kinds of stuff. And I feel like it could be, you might end up writing a book about it even. So if you start having experiences, I encourage you to journal because oh, yeah. just to record them, because there could be something that ends up coming out of it. Like, I'm not saying you're going to sit down and be a book will be dictated to you, but you might have enough experiences that you'll end up writing a book about it. I'll find the name of that woman who wrote that book. And yeah, that'd be great. I, you know, I've already had a book dictated to me. So I've, oh. I've already done that piece. And it's hilarious because I got this huge, big, beautiful leather bound tree of life journal with like handmade paper in it and stuff. Ooh. And it's just been sitting there when no, I haven't written a single thing in it. And I, I have not felt like I was meant to. And if I, it's literally right here. So that's funny. That's yeah. Really funny. Well, it could be because now that it's becoming spring, everything is awakening and they might be very happy to talk to you. They're waiting. My bet is they're waiting for you to go, hey, where have you been? Haven't you heard us? We've been calling you. <laughs> oh, I've heard. I mean, you know, I've always been really connected to plants as well. I mean, even in, in the house that I had before I moved here in my one room, in my great room, I had over 200 individual plants. That's a lot. 
Yeah, just in one room. Plus I had the full garden out back and everything. So always been connected that way. I just have never connected to the nature spirits themselves. So well, you can connect to the plants through talking to them outside too. I don't know why I feel like the plants outside have a lot more to say than your house plants. I don't know why yeah. I'm saying that though, but that's what it feels like to me that the energy of a house plant is somehow very different than the energy of a plant outside. Yeah. Um, you know, so it might be in your garden. It might be some of the wild things that just live there. You might get to know the trees in on your land or whatever. I, it could be a whole variety of things. For all you know, you'll be talking to dandelions. I don't know. Anything is possible. But the one thing I want to say about dandelions is my husband was always trying to kill them and because uh, they ruin your yard, you know. And I'm like, you know, I what I learned about dandelions is they're about abundance. Dandelions are all about abundance. And that's why they have that big round poof of seeds. What could be more right. abundant than the dandelion? It's just so abundant. And of course doesn't make for the most beautiful lawn especially when you've worked in the golf industry <laughs> and you're used to seeing seeing the carpet but you know it's just so funny so anyway I'm just saying I can see why you're attracted to both of those well and thank you for looking really yeah that was I, really I appreciate it oh it's my pleasure so does anything stand out for you before we wrap up well, every bit of it actually has resonated in some way. So I just feel like, you know, I, I definitely need to take a look and see what are my options as far as going going and checking it out. Because I do have the freedom. I have the, the time freedom yeah. to be able to do that because everything that I do is, is basically online. So, you know, I can I can do that if I need to. And I can just grab my kid and go. There you go. And have an adventure. Yes. All oh, right. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you enjoy and thank you so much for sharing this. Thank you so much, Ronnie. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Stay tuned because the tips I promised on how to discover your past lives really easily are coming up right after this quick message. I've got a gift for you that could change your life if you have a big decision hanging over your head. Are you struggling with your choices and sick of it? I've been in your shoes feeling miserable not knowing the right way to go. That's why I asked the universe for a sign. What a relief! I got an answer in a couple of hours. Discover the super simple method in a 30-minute program I created so you can learn how to use this no-fail process that works every time. Visit intuitiveedge.biz slash sign to get free access and make that decision quickly and easily. It's my gift to you. So now that you've heard the whole reading with Lori, which was pretty fascinating, now I want to give you some clues to help you think about what your past lives might have been. Start by thinking about places that you've already traveled to or locations that you really want to visit. Think about the places you were at, like how did you feel? Did you feel like you were at home? Did you have deja vu? Or did you feel uncomfortable and wish you could leave? Notice your reactions to things because those can be telltale signs. Either way, it could be a signal that you were there before. When a place feels warm and familiar, you're most likely to have had a good life in that location. In my years of doing past life readings, one thing I've discovered that surprised me was people tend to repeat life in a similar or same neck of the woods in the same country. Um, for example, I've had several lives in ancient Egypt. I was a wealthy politician's wife. 
and I was yielding my power very poorly. I was unkind to the servants, etc. And so what was I in my next life? I was a slave making mud bricks at the time of Moses from the Bible. And I crossed the Red Sea and ended up in the desert wandering around for 40 years. I've never been to Egypt, so I'm not sure what it would feel like. But I've lived many lives there. I always go see the exhibits when they come around. So if you feel drawn to a country, that's an important clue that you probably lived there before. The same thing is true about a specific period of history. For example, Renaissance Italy. My all-time favorite movie is Dangerous Beauty, which I may have told you before. And that's based on the story of a real-life famous courtesan from Venice in the 1500s. And she had published a book of poetry at a time when women didn't publish anything. And neither were they even educated, so it was very unusual. Veronica Franco was her name, and she saved the country by convincing a French royal to give them ships to fight the invading Turkish tribes. Just watching the movie and looking at the costuming and the beauty of Italy, it was so magical to me. I felt such a deep connection to everything that was being pictured and captivated by how they created the scenes for the movie. It was just breathtaking, a stunning display of artistry, really. And, you know, that's why the Renaissance has always held my attention. I tell you this story because years after seeing that movie for the first time, I saw one of my past lives was in Venice in the 1400s and I was a wealthy woman living a lavish renaissance life with a wonderful husband. However, we were involved in some kind of magic, high ceremony that we did with other rich couples and one night while we were doing our rituals, the guards broke in on us and chopped off everyone's head. <laughs> I was actually less shaken than you might think. Um, in fact, I sort of laughed about the whole thing because I didn't feel it literally I was just seeing it another time period I'm really taken with and this is just an example of how you can look within your own life is I love Henry VIII and I love the period of his daughter Queen Elizabeth and Shakespeare I watch all the movies on Queen Elizabeth love Shakespeare so also when I visited Ireland in the town of Waterford they actually had one of Henry VIII's hats there in the museum I could not take my eyes off that display for the longest time until my husband dragged me out of the room literally <laughs> so these ideas give you examples of what you might look for like do you read historical novels which ones did you like what periods what countries what countries do you want to travel to on your bucket list if you have one what time periods call out to you and do you dress up like that for Halloween other clues can be skills or talents like are you great at sewing maybe you were a tailor or a dressmaker in the past if you enjoy painting, maybe you worked with Michelangelo on the Sistine Chapel. Maybe you excel at baking because in some past life you were a pastry chef in the Palace of France. Some experts say that large groups sometimes reincarnate at the same time. For example, for example, I did 30 readings in 30 days a couple years ago. It was like a challenge I had for myself. And I encountered several people who were Roman soldiers. And I was thinking, how can this be? I must be off base. But then I talked to another past life expert who said that that happens a lot, that people come back and reincarnate at the same time with other people they knew in other lives. You know, that's like your soul group. So it makes sense. Plus, when you think about how many thousands and thousands of men were Roman soldiers, you know, it was a lot more common than I might think. 
So another idea emerged after that reading challenge I did that people tend to reincarnate in the same place. And one of the ways I found that out was I did readings for two Asian women and I just kept seeing lives in locations in Asia, Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, etc. And at one point, one of the women said, why don't you see anything but Asian lives? And I thought, mm, that is a really good question. So I had to look more deeply and then I did see their lives were around the globe. But again, I asked my friend about this who also does this work and he says that that's very common. Sometimes people are working on certain lessons where it's more appropriate in one culture versus another. So I'm lucky I know other people who do the same work so we can confer and share notes and our findings. Confirmation is always so welcome and doing this kind of work, it really makes a difference. If you wanna do some pre-work about your own past lives, I suggest getting a journal and making some lists. Think about each area as a category of clues about your past lives. Remember your favorite movies, your favorite books, if any of them are historical or TV shows. What kind of work do you relate to? What do you do naturally without ever having really practiced? What periods of history are attractive to you? For example, my dad loved cowboy movies. He could never get enough, so maybe he was a cowboy moving herds of cattle in the 1800s. That's all possible. Think about the kind of art you like. Who's your favorite artist? Did you like Monet and Seurat, both impressionist painters from the late 1800s? Maybe you lived then. What talents come naturally to you? For example, as a teenager, I did a lot of calligraphy and since I have seen many lives as a monk scribing and illustrating Bibles by hand. Oh, I was a natural at calligraphy. Maybe you're really good at math and you're curious about ancient Roman Greece and Euclid, who was a famous mathematician around the year 325 BC. I've seen a number of clients who loved books and they had worked at the famous Library of Alexandria in ancient Egypt that was burned to the ground with all those amazing books from antiquity and it was said to be such a vast library. It also served as an education facility. I had several clients who were actually professors there or taught classes there. Think back to when you were a kid. What books, movies, and TV shows did you like back then? Was there anything that you liked in history class? Sports is another area that might call you. Maybe you're a golfer and have roots in Scotland. What's the possibility that today's Olympian athletes were also Olympian athletes back in ancient Greece, right? A lot of times people are very interested in the Revolutionary War or the Civil War in the United States, and they've read all these books on Robert E. Lee or Ulysses S. Grant. And, you know, it could have been that you were a soldier at that time, so that's part of your fascination. And so many people know all this stuff about World War I and World War II in great detail about the dogfights and the airplanes and all that stuff, and chances are they they were in that war. So these are all clues for you, hence for you to look at, things to consider, and they can tip you off to the past lives that you have lived before. Have fun with this as you explore your soul's own history. Thank you for listening today. If you're curious about intuitive coaching or a past life reading, please visit breatheloveandmagic.com. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate it or write a review and subscribe to never miss an episode and share the magic with a friend. This is Ronnie and Ryan wishing you love and magic. Bye.